How's it going, A's fans, and welcome to episode 95 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan Jason Burke, and today I'll do a quick recap of uh, Wednesday's game between the Rockies and the A's. The A's lost. Uh, by now, I'm sure you know that because it's been almost a day and a half since it happened. It was not a fun game to watch. The A's offense didn't do a whole lot, so uh, I will make that one quick. But it will lead me into uh, the topic for today, and it, that is, are the A's a clutch team? Do they have that clutch gene that uh, you know championship teams have? I'll go into their left-on-base numbers a little bit. I'll rank them with other top offenses from last year and this year and uh, give you guys a good idea of how the A's uh, stack up against the other you know, big powerhouse teams in the American League and the National League. And by the end of this, we will figure out who the most clutch player on the Oakland A's is. So uh, I'll give you guys a whole rank of the top 10 players from best to worst. So uh, yeah, that's what we got going today. Please follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at ByJasonB on Twitter. You can email us any questions that you have to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So yeah, let's get right into it. The A's lost. Uh, it was terrible. Matt Chapman hit a home run and uh, end of offense. I had said coming into the game that Herman Marquez is a Cy Young contender when he's on the road. And, you know, even when he's at home, he's done Cy Young things. So uh, it, coming in, figured it was going to be a rough day offensively. And uh, the A's proved that one correct. Um, the one takeaway that I have is Frankie Montas has been very good. He has a three ERA through his first two starts. His problem is his pitch count has been getting him into trouble. So he hasn't been able to go deeper into games, which would be uh, very helpful, especially later on in the season. And uh, a big reason for that is that his walk rate is currently five walks per nine innings, which is more than double what it was last year. And uh, last year he had a 2.16 walks per nine. So if he can get closer to like a three or so, and you know, small sample size, obviously, he's still working on some of the kinks. So if he can get uh, down to a three, I think that we see elite Frankie Montas again, and uh, the A's will have the, the pitching that they need from him to uh, make a big dent. So uh, yeah, let's get into this whole clutch thing real quick. It shouldn't come as a surprise that the A's offense has been struggling this season. If you've been watching them play, it's pretty apparent outside of you know a couple of flashy innings here and there. Um, the, the stats from the first six games illustrate this point to a larger degree. Uh, the A's in 2020, they've played six games. They are three and three. They have 21 runs scored, which is three and a half runs a game, which is a couple runs less per game than they had last year. Uh, they have an 83 WRC plus, which, as I've said before, um, anything below 100 is below league average. So they are 17% worse than league average right now. And uh, so that's obviously not where you want to start off with your bats. You want to get off to a hot start. And uh, the A's are built on dingers and bats. And uh, they, they are not doing the dingers and the bats right now. Their walk percentage as a team is 9.8, which, you know, not bad, actually. Uh, that is 14th in baseball. Their strikeout percentage is 25.6, which is 19th in baseball. Uh, and that is sorted uh, the, the other way. So the lower percentages would be up higher on that one. So they are towards the bottom in, or, you know, in the almost the bottom two-thirds of teams that strike out more often. So uh, hopefully that didn't confuse you more. Uh, whatever your intuition is, it's that one. That uh, I'm not going to try and you know use more words to illustrate that point. Um, anyways, their their BABIP or batting average on balls in play is 262, which is 20th. Um, that that's 
I'll, I'll get into that here in a sec. Um, their on-base percentage is a 298. That is also 20th. They have hit five home runs so far. That is 0.833 per game. And last year they were hitting 1.58 per game. So obviously they're having a power outage. And you would think that, you know, starting in July, the, the weather is just warmer. So the ball would be traveling a little bit further. But uh, they're, they're just not there with the bats yet. And I, I think that, you know, obviously small sample size. And we're going to get into that. But small sample size is something that I'm going to keep saying because it's been six games. One of those was against Andrew Heaney, who's actually pretty solid. Uh, you had Dylan Bundy, who was debuting as the new Dylan Bundy. He seems like he may have turned a corner. He's He pitched really well tonight. Um, you got Shohei Otani, who hadn't pitched in a while. They took advantage of him. That was nice. And then you got Antonio Sensatella, who they don't have a lot of familiarity with. And then Herman Marquez, who they don't have familiarity with. And then he's also an elite pitcher when he's on. So, I mean, they've been facing pretty good pitching. And for, you know, the uh, the snafus with the testing early on in the month and not being able to really get up to speed as quickly as they probably should have, uh, th- there's some things that are working against them at this point. So, uh, and, you know, they don't have like a Max Scherzer in camp, so they've been facing, you know, their own guys, which is no, that is not meant as disrespect to their own pitchers. They have solid pitchers, but I don't think that anybody would compare them to Max Scherzer or, you know, Clayton Kershaw at his peak or some of the elite pitchers in the game. I don't think that they're at that level. They get the job done just fine, but they're just not facing the elites of the elites. Anyways, this isn't about the ace pitchers. This is about the ace bats. Let's keep going. Uh, so the WRC plus is the all-encompassing stat that shows that uh, their offense is not only below league average, but is it's a far cry from the 107 that they put up last year. So if you take the 83 that they got now and then the 107, that's like almost 25 points of difference. They're almost 25% worse offensively through six games. So uh, don't got to freak out yet. Let's see how they do against Mariners pitching and all that stuff. And then uh, and then we can freak out or be A-OK. It'll be one of the two. So anyways, uh, their BABIP should go up over the course of the season uh, because it isn't very, it's at 262. That should go up a little bit uh, with a, just a little bit of luck. Uh, this is a small sample size and, you know, th- things change dramatically, especially this early in the season. So they could be up at like 290 by the end of the weekend. Um, last season, their bat was 282 on the season, and uh, that was 28th in baseball. So while that average might go up, they're not going to be in the you know middle of the pack or you know the top of the pack in BABIP without a tremendous amount of luck because they don't have a lot of speedsters on the club to beat out ground balls, and they're just not going to rank in the top third of teams without some luck or some guys hitting closer to 300. That's just not how this works. So again, that's just how the A's are built. And they're a collection of 260 to 270 hitters that can mash and play defense. That's what they do. So BABIP isn't really going to be something that we're going to be keeping an eye on. But uh, I figured that it would be something to you know point out at least for, uh, for this exercise. Um, I also found this website called TeamRankings.com. And uh, the A's are actually a pretty decent team at not leaving runners on base this season. But I feel like the stats are a little bit misleading because you have to have runners on base to leave them on base. So the Dodgers have left an average of 10 men on base per game. Worst in baseball. They suck. But they're also a really good team that puts a lot of guys on base. Meanwhile, the A's are averaging six and a third left on base per game. 
and they're also averaging 10 runners per game. So 10 runners minus the six and a third left on base right now is about how many runs they're scoring per game. That's how math works. Uh, and this means that they need more runners. They're, they have an effective rate of left on base, I think, uh, you know, driving guys in once they get on, but they need more runners on base to, you know, score more runs. That's logical, I think. And also maybe a little too logical. I feel like there might be something else there, but uh, that's my conclusion for now. I guess my point being that the left on base percentage is a little bit misleading because you have to have guys on base to leave them on base and then you don't get hits. But if you have, you know, 20 runners on, on base at a time and you're scoring 10 runs a game, you're still leaving 10 guys on base. So it can be misleading to a degree. So uh, don't take their, their ranking on that one too seriously. But, you know, you obviously want to have the best conversion percentage that you can. I don't know if that's an actual term, but I'm using it. You want to drive guys in when they're on base. That's how baseball works. So the A's are leaving 6.33 batters on base per game. And uh, the A's left on base per, uh, percentage last year was 6.69. So it's really just a third of a run higher per game than where they are right now. So it, again, it's a misleading stat. And it doesn't matter, uh, like all the, I looked at the teams from last year, the Astros, Yankees, Twins, and Dodgers were the only four teams that had better overall offensives than Oakland last season. And this is by WRC+, plus, not by left on base percentage or anything like that. It's like the actual offense was better than Oakland. And that was, that's it. So uh, anyways, moving on from that, those four offenses, uh, there is not really a magic number when it comes to leaving runners on base. A team like the Astros, they had the second most runners left on base per game. Uh, they just kept filling the bases. And by sheer law of averages, they broke through enough times to pull out a bunch of wins. That's how their offense works. Whereas a team like the Yankees, they ranked 27th, and they just took advantage of their opportunities and uh, were probably arguably more clutch than the Astros. So there, there's no magic eight ball on how to do left-on-base percentages or anything like that. It's just a matter of, do you get the win that day? If you can have fewer left on base than the opposing team, you're probably doing okay. So you got to go on a day-by-day -day basis on this thing is how I imagine uh, this all works. So so in the second segment, I'm going to explain uh, Fangraph's version of the term clutch for sabermetrics and uh, see if they have the clutch gene. And I'll go over you know all of the players and all that stuff and uh, see you know who's the most clutch, who's the least clutch, and who we want up in those big at-bats. But before I get into all the clutchy things, uh, you know who is clutch? Axios Today in the morning. Start your morning with the news that matters in just 10 minutes. Axios Today host Nyla Boodoo and a team of award-winning journalists will bring you the latest analysis and insight into the trends shaping our world. Subscribe to Axios Today wherever you get your podcasts. It doesn't matter if you're a professional athlete, a stay-at-home parent, or you spend eight hours a day in an uncomfortable office chair. Everyone needs support to make it through the day. Luckily, our friends at CBDMD have an amazing duo that can help you relax, regroup, and recharge when life gets chaotic. CBD Freeze with Menthol is an award-winning product that offers instant cooling relief for muscles and joints in a convenient and easy-to-use roller or shareable squeeze tube. CBD Recover, that combines CBD with inflammation-fighting compounds like Arnica and vitamin B6 to give you the support you need where it matters most. And to make it even easier to try this amazing duo of topicals and everything else CBDMD has to offer, they're offering our listeners 25% off your next order when you use the promo code LOCKEDONMLB at checkout. 
that that's the kicker right there. You got to use the promo code locked on MLB to get your CBDMD. That's how it works. Uh, I guess there's more for me to read. Uh, once again, that's cbdmd.com promo code locked on MLB for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD oil products from CBDMD. Okay, so in the next couple of minutes, I'm going to tell you guys who you want to be at bat in the biggest situations of the game. But first, I'm going to give you guys a little bit of an explainer according to Fangraphs. Um, here's that. According to Fangraphs, <laughs> uh, their clutch stat is meant to explain uh, quote, how much better or worse a player does in high leverage situations than he would have done in a context neutral environment. So basically, uh, if they're a 300 hitter and he bats 300 in high leverage situations, then they're not really that clutch. They're maybe average clutchness, which is zero clutch as uh, that the scale basically goes up to two. Uh, if they get above two, then they were extremely clutch. They were like the most clutchiest clutchness of clutchiness times or whatever. Uh, that was a lot of stupid words. Um, and if they go negative two, then they're just, you know, not clutch at all. And this is uh, on a season by season basis. And uh, I have career numbers for the 10 A's there, you know, that I've had a little bit of a career. So a little bit of a track record to work with. And uh, then I ranked them, so that was fun. And uh, I already know the answer to this, but you're going to find out here in a minute. Um, it's also worth noting that a player that has been uh, clutch in the past isn't necessarily going to be clutch in the future. It's not a predictive stat. It's just, you know, track record and whatnot. And, uh, you know, that that's how this works. So, like, uh, David Eckstein is the guy that I always think of as being, like, the most clutch batter in the World Series. Just because I was what, 17, 16, 17, right around there when uh, David Eckstein was just, oh God, he was so annoying. But, you know, like in a good way, if he's on your team at least. So w the A's don't necessarily have like one of those guys that comes to mind in recent memory. And uh, they need a David Eckstein type, I feel like. So let's see if we can find the next David Eckstein. Um, so basically, it's uh, the stat is not predictive and it shows what they've done in the past. It does not mean that they're going to do it in the future. And, uh, you know, that that's the synopsis that you need for this. So uh, let's get into it. First, let's start with the good. And let's start with this current season right now. Uh, Ramon Laureano overall in his career has a 0.23. So he has been above average clutch. Uh, he's been, you know, better than zero. And uh, he's been good clutch, I think might have been the uh, like 0.25 or 0.5 or whatever. But it doesn't matter what that is. He's above average in clutch by some percentage. And uh, but in 2020, he has a 0.50, and uh, that is the best in baseball currently. And it's because he's been smoking the ball. So Ramon Laureano, most clutch player of 2020, he's the guy you want up in a big at bat for the A's right now. Uh, he's uh, he's doing okay. And uh, if you go back to last season, Matt Olson, Matty Bats, if you want to call him that, uh, overall in his career, he's been. Uh, very clutch, actually. He has a 1.15, which is well above average. Uh, two, again, is the top of the line. That is as high as you get, at least on a per-season basis. So, uh, you know, there's that. But last season, he had a 2.26 clutchiness. I'm going to call it clutchiness. There's no clutch stats. Clutchiness. Uh, and that was far and away the best mark in baseball. He, I think, uh, like Alex Gordon was second and he had like a 1.8 or something like that. It was ridiculous. Um, yeah. Matt Chapman also had a good year last year. He had a 1.45 clutch. 
Uh, again, the numbers don't necessarily mean anything other than they got hits and big at bats. And the the higher the number, the more big hits they got. That's a uh, or you know the bigger the situation was where they got the at bat. It's a uh, a little bit with win probability added in there too. So I didn't want to get too into the stats to you know just dive right in. But uh, if you guys want me to do a win probability one, I can do that as well. Uh, just got to get it ready for you guys. Just let me know on Twitter at Locked On A's, and I will do that for you. Uh, so yeah, Matt Chapman, he had a one four five last year, and that was seventh in baseball. But if you want to hear about the two surprises that are on the A's right now, number one overall for clutchiness in their career is Robbie Grossman. Uh, That guy is swinging a hot stick right now. But when he is hot over the course of a season, he is one of the most clutch guys on the A's roster. Actually, he is the most clutch guy over the course of his career. So, And his career is a little bit longer than most of the guys on the A's, and he's had more playing time. But that does not detract from the fact that over the course of his career, he has a 2.95 which, uh, you know, you can't have too many bad years in there. And uh, it it seems like he does go a little bit every other year. But uh, in 2014, he had a 1.3 clutch, which, again, really good. 2017 with the Twins, he had a 1.79 clutch. And then last year, he had a 0.51 clutch. So he's had many years of being well above average in the clutchiness. And then when he's in the negatives, it's like 0.1 or, you know, something like that. It's not a huge uh, difference maker on his overall stat sheet. But when he is on and driving in those big runs, he is doing it big time. So uh, Robbie Grossman, kind of an underrated hero, potentially, for the A's. Uh, the other guy, number two on the A's list, Tony friggin' Kemp. He doesn't get a lot of playing time, but he has a 1.54 over the course of his career. And May, I, I think that if we we're going to choose a David Eckstein, Tony Kemp would be that guy. He would be so annoying. He's got a little bit of speed. you got to love a little bit of speed. He doesn't strike out a ton over his the course of his career. His strikeout rate right now through six plate appearances isn't great. But, you know, uh, again, six plate appearances. Uh, over the course of his career, he's been striking out like 15, 16% of the time, which in today's game, not that bad at all. Um, we need his on-base percentage to be a little bit higher. In 2018, it was 351, which is great. Uh, last year, between two teams, it was 291. So you probably wanted around 330 for him to be an effective uh, David Eckstein type. But, uh, you know, he, he's, he gets those clutch hits. And I will say, when I was playing uh, March to October on the show, Tony Kemp got some big hits for me. I don't know how or why, because he's not great in the game, but he does have the clutch gene. If uh, they put it in the MLB The Show, I believe that it's the truth. Anyways, moving on. Uh, number three is Matt Olson. We talked about him already. Number four is uh, Matt Chapman. We also talked about him. So they're you know both pretty good. Uh, you got Chris Davis at number five overall over the course of his career. He had a zero point or he has a zero point five three uh, clutchiness, and uh, he was even above average last year. So even when he was at his worst last season, he was still coming in clutch. And uh, so if they can, I think he's the key. He's obviously the key. Uh, if he can start driving in those big runs and they, you know, become a fearsome force in this lineup, it's going to affect everybody in the lineup. So uh, Chris Davis is uh, who they need to fix. Uh, end of list. Everybody else is fine. Fix to Chris Davis. That's the only job in 60 games or, you know, 54 games left. Fix Chris Davis. A's won a World Series. Coming in at six is the laser Razor Ramon Loriano. Um, he has a 0.23 over his career, but he has 
been the most clutch guy for the A's this year. So maybe he's turned a corner or maybe he's just having a clutch year. Again, not predictive, but you like to see uh, some clutchiness in their past and all that stuff. Uh, Coming in number seven, you got Mark Canna, who was our first member of the A's that is under zero. Uh, He is at 0.41, so not great. Last year, he was very not clutch. He had a negative 1.42, which is basically the opposite of Matt Olson. Well, not quite the opposite of Matt Olson, but uh, he was not great in big situations last year. Uh, you got Steven Biscotti coming in at number eight. Uh, he's a, He was a little bit clutch in 16, but uh, he's been below average otherwise, so probably not the guy that you want up in a big situation. Chad Pinder, he is a, uh, <laughs> as I wrote down, consistently unclutch. So not great for him. But um, if you're paying attention to all the names that I've listed, there's one that I have not listed, and that is Marcus Semyon. He is the least clutch player over the course of his career. Part of that is that it includes everything from 2013 on, and he is a different player now than when he was with the White Sox in 2013 or when he came to the A's in 2015. But, you know, he has a negative 4.75. So that's, that's a something. But, also, again, the other butts. So far in 2020, he's above average in clutchiness with a 0.15. So maybe he's turned a corner. Again, not predictive. So we'll see how it goes for the A's in 2020. As I said on Twitter during uh, Wednesday's game, Robbie Grossman's the guy that I want up right now because that guy is just hitting everything that's thrown at him. And uh, he has been solid. And it turns out he's also the much most clutch player on the A's. So, uh, you know, that's... That's something you got to keep an eye on, I guess. So that's going to be it for me today, you guys. I got one more coming to you guys uh, to finish out this week. And then at the beginning of next week, I'm going to post a conversation that I'm going to have with Arm Layton of Locked On Marlins. He is a big prospect guy. He just started up the Locked On MLB Prospects uh, channel for us. So we're going to talk about the A's prospects and uh, what he's seen from those guys. So, uh... But that'll probably be Monday's show. So if you're interested in hearing about minor league players when there's no minor league season, be sure to subscribe to Locked on A's wherever you get your podcast. Uh, please rate, review, subscribe, do all that fun stuff. And also, if you want to tweet along with us during the games, follow us at Locked on A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at ByJasonB on Twitter. You can email us any questions that you have to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. That's it for me today, you guys. Stay indoors. Celebrate good times, Oakland. Keep wearing those masks, and I'll talk to you guys soon.